Hey, SCF Student Ministries, Devin here. Uh, super excited to be starting a new series that we're going through. Um, it is called Cancelled, and for the next four weeks, we're going to be going through this. Really, what this series is going to be about, um, it's hard to tell from the name of it, but really what the gist of what we're going to be talking about for the next four weeks is loving others. That's going to be our our big theme for the next month. Um, and in the last few years, terms like online shaming, um, call-out culture, cancel culture, they become popular uh, mainstream vocabulary, um, but it's not always clear what these words, if you piece them apart, what, what they mean. So what does it mean to call out, shame, cancel? Um, think about that in your own words, what, what those things might mean. And these terms can be confusing because they're sometimes used interchangeably. Um, some people say canceled as like a, as a joke. Um, the one that comes up all the time is like, People talked. I remember that came cancel came up with of a thing they wanted to cancel pe- pineapple on your pizza. That was like I never understood that one to be honest because I love Hawaiian pizza. But people say that was canceled. Um, some fuel celebrity drama. Um, hashtag um, hashtags come up with a, uh, created a lot of these. Um, some people use social media to embarrass or hurt each other, maybe for a laugh or even like revenge or something like that. And that's how these words come about and can be used interchangeably um other people call out or cancel others for legitimate reasons um especially public figure public figures and you can think of some celebrities that have been quote-unquote canceled for um for things that rightly they they should have been called out for um and then other times there's things that seem ridiculous um so how do we make sense of all these ideas? And here's how I think about it. Call out um, is to publicly hold someone accountable for something harmful they said or did. And we all need to be called out sometimes. Um, but it, is it possible to be too eager to point um, out each other's people or point out other people's mistakes? Um, are we quick to to judge others without looking at ourselves maybe? Uh, shame me is uh, to mock, um, embarrass, or humiliate someone. And this can be anything from posting um, like a meme on social media to uh, doxing someone, um, which is posting their private information publicly. Uh, When we do something that hurts others, we should feel ashamed of our actions, but do we have the right to hurt or be cruel to people we disagree or are angry with? And no, we don't have... um, the right to be cruel to other people for sure um and and lastly cancel it's it's to boycott someone uh something or someone you believe needs to be held accountable for something they said or did uh boycotts are an important tool for creating positive change in the world and that's for sure but how do we balance accountability with grace and forgiveness uh calling out shaming and canceling are all a little different but where they meet is what we call cancel culture um, and it's this thing that's really just come about in the last couple of years and it's this jumbled mess we get when legitimate concerns get lost in drama uh, pettiness cruelty and revenge uh, this culture is usually about what happens online but we struggle with these same issues in our offline relationships as well with or without the internet we can all sometimes be uh, critical, judgmental, impatient, uncaring, and even at times cruel. And for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about 
uh, four kinds of people most of us would rather cancel than love and what we can do about it besides uh, canceling, cutting out everyone we don't like. Uh, It's not easy um, to admit we're capable of treating people cruelly, so um, I'll go first. There are plenty of people that I've maybe canceled and I'm, I'm really not proud of it. Um, and I, I remember, um, making fun of a kid and like, I was in like third or fourth grade for, he had like a beanie baby collection or something like that. And I, it was different than me and I made fun of it and I got called out on it too, by the way. Um, I got in trouble for it and I felt terrible because it's like to me it didn't seem like a big deal um but I that was why why I overlooked the situation is because I didn't think it was a big deal and it caused me to be mean and judgmental about it um because someone was different from me um and I definitely felt I felt shameful for having thought that and not thought it was a big deal when it, it really was um so my question to you have you ever have you ever avoided or maybe even verged on hating someone because they were different than you. You might first, at, at first, you might think, no way, no way, I've never done that. Um, but I want you to be honest with, your, with yourself. I think you'll realize there are people you've decided to overlook uh, because they were different than you. And maybe um, those are a celebrity or public figure who stood for things you don't like, um, a former friend after you couldn't see seem to agree with them on something important, maybe a family member or a classmate with opinions or beliefs you disagreed with, um, a neighbor or peer who seemed different or weird or you even thought scary or something like that, or maybe someone else whose culture, skin color, language, appearance, or even a disability made you feel uncomfortable. Um, those are all possibilities in our lives that sometimes we don't always think about, but they're they're things that that definitely occur, um, and this, these aren't new. Social media might be a modern inventor, but, he, but humans have always been quick to cancel people who are different. In uh, in Jesus' time, people were often canceled by society when when they sinned, uh, got sick, or poor, or disabled, or from a uh, from a different country or culture. Maybe that sounds horrible. But how often do people today get angry or even violent towards people with a different skin color, political view, gender, or religious belief? The answer is often, um, if you look at our current climate especially. During Jesus' time, there was a major rift between the Jews, uh, which were Jesus' people, and the Samaritans. Um, they were people from a neighboring city. Picture the kind of rivalry, rivalry between like a, like a Yankees and Red Sox for you sports fans, um, but worse way 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 worse there were major differences between the jews and samaritans that led to major disagreements and if social media had existed back then the posts that would have gone on between jews and samaritans they would have been super intense Uh, their ethnic and cultural differences made them distrust each other their political differences made them angry at each other and their religious differences made them hate each other for hundreds of years, you would never see a Jew and a Samaritan interact, let alone have a respectful conversation about the differences in their customs or beliefs. And if you think that sounds familiar, you're right. But then Jesus showed up to this to this region, to this area, to be with both people. And that's where our 
the reading is going to start taking place in the Bible. We're going to be in chapter John um, in uh, verse 4, and I'm going to start with verses 1 through 26. So it's a pretty long passage, but it's, I'm going to read you this whole story, and it's the story of Jesus talking with the Samaritan woman. Um, so now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We, sure, we worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and his worshippers must, must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, am, I, am he. Uh, so now I'm going to skip ahead, and I'm going to skip down to verses 39 through 42 uh, at the end of the chapter. Um, and it's under the, the title, Many Samaritans Believe. Uh, this section starts with, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more believers, or many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. So in these conversations, Jesus rose above the social and religious restrictions of that day. According to those customs, it would have been already controversial for a respectable man like Jesus to speak with an unmarried woman as if she were his equal. And on top of that, Jesus was a Jew talking to a Samaritan. But despite their differences, Jesus and the Samaritan woman both did something remarkable.
That's both ways there. Jesus valued her. Although Jews were accustomed to dismissing and hating Samaritans, Jesus never dismissed or was cruel to her. Instead, he valued her enough to start a conversation with her. He treated her with respect, and he shared with her the good news that would change her life. In going both ways, she valued Jesus. Although Samaritans were accustomed to dismissing and hating Jews, this woman valued Jesus enough to give him a drink of water. Uh, she listened and learned from him, and she told others what she learned from him. So imagine how things could change if we acted this way with the people we don't like or who we seriously disagree with. Everyone would have expected Jesus to either ignore or condemn this woman. But by choosing to love and embrace and value her, Jesus challenged his followers to love people who are different instead of rushing to cancel them. Because both Jesus and the Samaritan woman valued each other instead of letting their differences separate them, many, many, many lives were changed. Uh, so whether you follow Jesus or not, there's a passage in the book of Second uh, Timothy uh, that I think we can all learn from. Uh, let me sc scroll down to that on my phone so that I can have it pulled up, um, that section. So, one of the early Christian uh, leaders was a man named Paul, and we learned a lot about him uh, reading in F Ephesians' last uh, study. The book of Second Timothy is another letter Paul wrote to a young man he was mentoring, and here's uh, just one of the things we told him. So, in chapter 4, um, just read a couple of verses, he tells him, Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, and discharge all the duties of your ministry. Paul warns Timothy, that people tend only to believe or listen to things that they want to hear. He's specifically talking about uh, theology, um, which is what people believe about God, but that's true about a lot of things, isn't it? We prefer to hang around people who like the things we like, uh, think or like, or talk like we do, um, behave like we behave, and believe the things we believe. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that most of the time, uh, but here's where it can go wrong. When we only spend time with people who are just like us, we forget to value people who are different than us, uh, and we only learn from people who already agree with us, which means we don't really learn anything new. Uh, the Jews and Samaritans both believed God was okay with them ignoring and hating each other because they surrounded themselves with people who believed that the same things, and they continued to be comfortable with that belief. But when Jesus crossed dividing lines to have a conversation with a woman who was different than him, he helped both sides see just how wrong they had all been. Through their conversation, Jesus challenged both the Jews and the Samaritans to love the people who are sometimes the hardest to love and the people who are different from us. Our neighbors who may not share our culture, values, behaviors, skin color, language, or beliefs. And through his example, Jesus challenges you to, this, to do the same, to love people who aren't like you.
The Jews and Samaritans had a lot of differences in their customs and cultures. But did you notice that Jesus didn't seem interested in addressing all of those uh, differences or expecting the Samaritan woman to become Jewish? Jesus didn't tell her she needed to change all of her customs in order to follow him. And he didn't tell her that she needed to talk or act or dress a certain way or sing a certain kind of worship song. Right now, all over the world, there are followers of Jesus who are worshiping in different ways that are unique to their culture and their context. And those differences aren't something to fear. They're beautiful expressions of love for Jesus. There are Jesus followers all over the world of every culture, of every skin color, speaking more languages than any of us can name. And even within the same country, city, or church, you'll find followers of Jesus who worship, think, pray, talk, vote, and act differently. That's more than okay. It's good. We're all united in Jesus, but being united doesn't mean we all need to be the same. It means we're loved the same. It means we all have the same access to God through Jesus. Jesus' death and resurrection destroyed the argument that only certain people are welcome in God's family or kingdom. Jesus died for everyone, period, including me, including you, including Samaritans, and the people you struggle to love. In Jesus, we're all invited to become children of God, differences and all. You're probably not angry at any Samaritans right now, but I'm guessing there is a person or maybe a group of people who you struggle to love because of your differences. You may not hate them, but you might be overlooking or avoiding them, uncomfortable around them, angry with or disgusted by them, maybe afraid of them, maybe you're mocking them. So who is that for you? Is it a person? Is it a group of people? I mean, this is a safe place in our youth group where you can admit to things that you're struggling with, and that including struggling to love uh, other people, because we all sometimes struggle to love people who aren't like us. And I know it's easier to just um, judge or cancel someone than love them, and it's easier to ignore them than to start a conversation with them. It's easier to hate, to mock, or to avoid them than reach out to them. But that's not what Jesus challenges us to do, and it's a challenge for a reason. Uh, just like Jesus confronted the Jews with the reality that God loves Samaritans, the people you're thinking about are loved by God too. They may be different than you, but you're both made in the image of God, and that makes you valuable and worthy of love. There, there will be people who are hard for you to understand, maybe connect with, or care about because of your differences. But remember, the people you struggle to love and are made are they are made in the image of God just like you are. Our differences don't have to divide us, and we can love each other even when we don't agree. If you want to love like Jesus loves, and I really hope you do, love people who aren't like you, and don't be so quick to cancel them. I hope you guys got something out of this. I hope that throughout um, our current climate, whatever's happening in our society, that we bring it, boil it down to love, that we continue to love each other despite our differences. And I'm praying for you all um, that we can just continue to emulate the love that Jesus showed for everyone that he met. See you next time.